Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to football in general. This is Rob Case. And I'm Trevor Koppel. Trevor, what's going on, man? How are you? You've survived week seven and you're back. Oh man, what a doozy. <laughs> right. We barely we almost lost you over the weekend going to a Broncos game in enemy territory. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> in case you yeah. Well we'll post it on Instagram. You see a, a nice picture of uh, Trevor in the orange the orange sea, as it's known it's not known as that. <laughs> It's not known as that. <laughs> no one <laughs> calls it that. Nobody calls it that. <laughs> nope, just you. Just you. Um, anywho, we got some big news, possibly. Um, and you know how, I, how much I love speculation. I fold it between two pieces of bread, and I eat it every day if I could. Deshaun Watson <laughs> um, is back on the news, the news feed, and this time he may be traded. Uh, are we inclined to believe this may happen? I mean, it... It feels like it's real because all of a sudden it was everywhere again. Um, you know, you, you, if you look for it, I'm sure there's speculation every week on him getting traded. Um, but this one really kind of found you, whether you're looking for it or not. But other than that, there's not a whole lot to make me believe that, that this is a done deal. Yeah, and so if you're... Uh, I, I don't even know how this broke. It's on Twitter. There's nothing really on ESPN. I don't think. I mean, I, I didn't see it on the channel or anything. The Ocho didn't play anything about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh, aren't on Twitter or a social media sort of network or uh, apparatus or what have you, um, the, apparently Houston's been in talks with Miami for several weeks, and now they're heating up to the point where a deal could get done this weekend, so to speak, um, whether that's uh, – uh, Houston time or Florida time, I have no idea. But nonetheless, we know your feelings about Houston, Trevor. And so, <laughs> in case you've been listening for 21 weeks. You know, oh, man. Uh, yeah, they're not they're good. Bad. They're not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it would make the city of Houston shed a tear. Um, and so, I I don't know. I, yeah, I can't imagine. That, I, a, I'm, maybe it's, it's sure it's true. I, I don't. I don't know who really speculated on other than like some lead reporter on the Houston Chronicle. Um, and I guess he's been there since like the seventies. So his word stands beyond ours, of course, but he's not doing a podcast about it. So how, how what would you, okay. So let me, let me put it on a scale from zero to 10. What is the likelihood? Do you think that this deal happens and that he actually comes back in place? Ooh. So that's a two parter. Um, because the, whether the deal actually happens, I give it like a 7, 7.5. Yeah. Um, but for him to actually play, um, first it would have to happen. And then even then, I, I'm. it's not quite as likely that he actually plays this year. I know that that's what uh, you know Miami would really be hoping for to kind of save their season. Um but uh man it's just it's hard to envision that he's going to play when he's got all these allegations even criminal criminal allegations against him you know if if he played he could still end up in a jail cell before next season so uh it's it's a bit of a head scratcher that that he's even eligible at this point uh you kind of wonder what the league is doing or not, you know, why they, why they haven't uh, put him on the exempt list or anything like that yet. Um, 
And on the other hand, it's hard to envision them doing the Dolphins that dirty. Like, oh, you traded for him, and now we're going to say that he can't play. Um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting situation to watch develop. I'm glad it's not happening to my quarterback or my team. Uh, because even as a, you know, I, I try to empathize with the Dolphins fans here, and it's like, is this really the answer you want at this point? Are you gonna, you gonna, you know, break what bank you have left to bring in this amazingly talented guy when the season's well and well underway, and he may not be able to play for you next year? Uh, it's just. It's just there's so many unknown factors in this situation that it's really fun to watch. Um, but if you're directly involved, if it's your team, um, you might lose a little bit of sleep over this situation. Right. And not only that, but like what kind of package would it take for them to get to Miami? I mean, not that they don't have the first round picks to surrender, because I think they do at this point. <laughs> but the Miami-Houston relationship with trades is just... Do you just crack a cold one open just now? Uh, pardon me. Okay. Um no, no. Yes, it did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hashtag uh, drop top titty time right now. He's getting, it's, getting, it's getting real. Um, no, but like, you know, if you're looking at a compensation package, like Houston and Miami are just like the gifts they keep on giving. Like, here, you take my crappy star player, I'll take yours. You take mine, I'll take yours. <laughs> like Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills and a bunch of other like crappy guys. Ben Derek McKenney, I think, got traded there and then got released to Miami. So it's it's just like, it's a hodgepodge of um, connect four basically, <laughs> you know? And so I'm not sure what kind of package you'd look here. Probably to, uh, the couple first round picks they got second round pick. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what else, maybe the owner, um, Jack Easterby might be going to Miami. I, I have no idea. I, I, I'm not sure this is something I would risk PR wise. Uh, more importantly, like <laughs> this doesn't really put Miami that far over the needle. I mean, they're not like, they're one and four. Um, they spent a crap ton of money two years ago. Did absolutely win ten and six last year. I, I don't really see them trending up. I mean, they just lost to the Jaguars in London. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh man, rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, like, losing to the London Jaguars. Right. <laughs> As opposed to the Jacksonville ones, you know. So, um, like the silly nannies came out Sunday, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't. I, you know, is it relevant news? Of course. That's why we're talking about it. Um, you know, should you pick him up in fantasy? He gets traded. I don't know. Maybe, no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just, I, I hope we don't have any lis- listeners that are that desperate. Um, cause I think it's, it's beyond the long shot right now. If you're, if you're picking him up in fantasy. Right. Right. I mean, this is, you know, pun intended here. Hail Mary. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see the need to pick them up in fantasy. There's, uh, I think, better options and more realistic ones that actually will play and don't have allegations uh, that we know of <laughs> legal <laughs> legal allegations against them. So keep that in mind, and we'll keep an eye on this as we move forward. So you want to talk about some games? Yeah, let's get into these games. All right, let's 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 play some games here, folks. Thursday night game. We're opening it up here: Denver at Cleveland. Uh, Trevor's favorite team against uh, <laughs> Trevor's <laughs> no, favorite um, color. So uh, there, two point favorite, forty one over under. Sorry, go ahead. There are some interesting things about this game. Um, 
you know, Teddy Bridgewater's situation. And, you know, uh, he's he's expected to start on Thursday night. Uh, some people don't think he'll finish the game with how banged up he is. Um, and then the Browns maybe should have benched Baker Mayfield sooner than they did. Um, and and, it, and it's it's really to get him healthy. Because at this point, uh, Case Keenum, I think, is definitely the better option uh, at 100% healthy than, you know, Baker Mayfield uh, with the, the shoulder issues that's been really holding that offense back. Um, so there's that that's interesting. And, and as a Vikings fan, you've got two former Vikings starting quarterbacks uh, facing off in this game. Um but, uh, you know, the other thing to consider, and maybe the biggest determining factor right now, is both starting running backs for the Browns are out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Kareem Hunt, I've just been told, is is likely out for the season. Um, but, uh, man, whether or not the Browns' number three running back can put up uh, Kareem Hunt numbers or... Nick Chubb numbers is uh, maybe the biggest deciding factor in the outcome of this game. Um, do you do you know who their who their running back is going to be? Uh, third stringer D. Ernest Johnson. Uh, That's right. Most afraid in most leagues, I would assume um, Wednesday's your waiver wire end end date. By the way, um, so probably picked up at most leagues at this point, considering how much they run the ball. He's going to get a lot of touches. Uh, so I'm looking right now to see his availability rate, and it looks like 2% as of, like, two hours ago. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, still readily available. So if anybody has both, Chubb and Hunt, does, has a non-favorite matchup or has a bye week, a la Bills, Vikings, Cowboys, doesn't have Zeke or Dalvin Cook or something like that, I think it's an excellent pickup, and somebody could probably get right now. So, Yeah, well, and and with Baker Mayfield out, I think that he's going to get a huge uh, volume of work Thursday night. Um, you know, yeah, and and I think that's going to be what determines the outcome of this game is can the Browns continue to run the football the way that they prefer to, to run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos, man, this has become such a tough team to figure out. Um, Teddy Bridgewater looks good then he looks you know like he he needs to you know maybe he should be benched uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh Drew Locke playing just because Teddy Bridgewater is so banged up um so th- this is going to be an interesting one to watch and appropriately the spread is really close it's Cleveland by 2 points and a 41 point over under um I never thought it'd be so hard to pick a 41-point over-under. But uh, this one, really, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. Um, you've got two, you know, decent defenses going against, uh, you know, a banged-up quarterback and a backup quarterback that's on a third-string uh, running back. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the 41 I think uh, I think it's going to be that that low scoring, but I I do think that the Browns find a way to win at home. So I'm taking Cleveland to win uh, by more than the two points, and I'm taking the under. Mm. 
Yeah, and and at the end of the day, I mean, it's going to be kind of like the chunky soup bowl. It's just to be very sloppy, kind of kind of kind of leave you some heartburn afterwards because it's a Thursday night game, and generally they've been fairly um, competitive. However, in this case, a lot of injuries. It's going to be raining in Cleveland on a, on a Thursday night in October, right before Halloween. A little cold, a little chilly. AFC North football in general is kind of how it gets, and closer to November we get. So, um, yeah, um, good prediction. Love Melvin Gordon this game. Seen him dropped in a lot of leagues recently. Not really sure why. I think he's leaning below the 80% own, own marks. So if he got that bye week, pick him up. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's not owned a lot of leagues either, and he actually might have a pretty decent day considering if he does play. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if he doesn't, then uh, I, wouldn't, I would, would not recommend starting anybody. Denver-wise, Corlin Sutton, Sutton, Noah Fant, um, <clears throat> your Tim Patrick's of the world. Love Tim Patrick. Big big fan, uh, in case you're listening. Um, and, yeah, man, that's that's kind of my prediction here. I mean, they're gonna be, uh, there could be a possible Case Keenum sighting. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, would we'll start uh, Cleveland's defense as well. So that's what I got in this game. Yeah, so that that really is why I'm leaning towards the Browns to to come out on top in this one is uh the Browns need their backup quarterback this week and they have a good one with Case Keenum. Um he's he's obviously not a a starting caliber quarterback, but he's a really good backup quarterback. Um the Broncos do not have a good backup quarterback, which is why they need to stick a banged up Teddy Bridgewater out there. If Teddy can play, then he needs to play because the alternative, Drew Locke, is just garbage. Totally. Um, so, uh, so that's why I give an edge to the Browns in this one. Definitely. And what well, nerd stat here? Uh, Denver low on the uh, run block win rate. Try to say that five times fast. Run block <laughs> win rate, lowest one, lowest in the league. Cleveland one of the highest in the league. Um, run block win rate that's defense versus offense by the way in case you weren't counting at home folks so uh anyway uh moving on to our second game early game chiefs back on the men three and three two and one away tennis at tennessee four and two five and a half point favor over under uh 57 and a half favorite is to kansas city sorry um kansas city getting back on the roll here or what i mean got it got titans card the last couple of years good looking d yeah you back well and the titans had a real good game last week. Um, so th- this, I think this is going to be one of the better games to watch this week in terms of uh, just some really exciting offenses. Um, this is another tough one to pick. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but n- I'm going to take the Titans to cover that spread. I think it, I think it's five points or less. Um, and I'm taking the under on this one too. The 57 and a half, I think it's just a little high. So taking the under on that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Chiefs have been surprisingly good against running backs on on the ground. So Derek Henry, I mean, he's kind of hitting his like midseason stride. I mean, literally, if you watched last week, there was a lot of stride <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in that Monday night game against Buffalo. So I would say in, in general, uh, it's, going to be sort of a shootout in terms of a, a game. I, Tennessee doesn't have a good defense. And in fact, if you look across the board, uh, most matchups favor either side in terms of like Mahomes going against Tennessee defense. And, and of course, Henry, um, you know, I've seen a lot of Miko Hardman in free agency here. So 
is he he's is he wasn't injured was he he's, he's back or something I, i'm not really sure why but i've seen him kind of get dropped a lot and be available um hmm. he did play last week so i'm not really sure why but four catches 62 yards i mean he's kind of on the up and up um they they spread the ball around a lot tennessee doesn't have a very uh doesn't have a lot of depth in the cornerback position or safety. So uh, Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, Pat Mahomes, uh, Daryl Williams, told you to pick him up last week. Bet you didn't. Nimrods. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you didn't listen. A <laughs> uh, guy had 30 points out of my, my fantasy team. I'm 5-1, and one, but, you know, it's not about me in this on this podcast. So, <laughs> um, uh, you know, so I would look at picking him, him up if he's still a free agent in your league. If it's a deep league, you know, some of these people playing like six and eight team leagues, I mean, that's enough to, like, put you in a hospital with the stress you're going to be putting yourself through. So, um, yeah, and Ryan Tannehill, uh, he'll bounce back. And I, although, ten, you know, they stopped watching last week and Heineke was really good, but, you know, I, I anticipate on Kansas City playing a little tighter here moving forward So as they get into a better stride defensively. Right, and, yeah. and I do think that the Titans are getting some things figured out on offense. Um, they had an amazing game last week. Uh, I think Derrick Henry uh, obviously is a must-start. I think they'll get him going in this game. It'll keep him in the game. It'll slow down the the pace a bit, but uh, which is why I'm taking the under on this one. But uh, I don't think it's going to be enough to outpace the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win. Uh, Titans cover the spread and uh, goes for less than uh, fifty-seven and a half points. Taking the under. Got it. Okay. Good predictions all around. Uh, New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Zero and four. At home. Do you know the last time the Patriots started 0-4 at home? Ooh. Ooh. Am I going to give um, someone away let's here? See. Oh, do I might have, have been. <laughs> might have been, like, I don't know, sometime in the 90s. <laughs> right, that time that nobody wants to remember. So, yeah. uh, that was, <laughs> yeah. From the before four. Yeah, the before. Before Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> right, those, don't, those times don't exist in our, in our world here in New England. Um, yes, 1992. So there's there a stat you for you. Uh, <laughs> right before Robert Kraft was the owner, and uh, there was a scan. I mean, there was that scandal of Lisa Olson in the locker room. Just a really nasty, terrible time to be a Patriots fan. Um, Forty-two and a half over under, seven point favorite New England. Um, yeah, uh, kind of a trap game here for New England. Uh, Jets always play them hard at home, except for Thanksgiving well, with a butt fumble. <laughs> because so, I mean it's yeah. uh it's a division rivalry and and really the every team has a shot at winning a division matchup because of the 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 amount of passion these players bring into these games um but uh I think the Patriots can brace themselves for their first home win uh I I definitely like the Patriots in this game um it's still Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback um, that that much hasn't changed, so I think uh, I think the Patriots are going to win one here. Uh, I even think I'm going to take them to beat the spread. I think the Patriots win by more than a touchdown in this one. Jets have been surprisingly stingy against the the pass. Of course, you can attribute that to well, you're losing, <laughs> and they're just going to run the ball. <laughs> you know, um, I think that's a fair argument. Nonetheless, um, they did play New England pretty tight in week two, or week three, I should say. Week three, two. I can't remember when that was. It's been a long season already. Um, and so, uh, but, you know, I like Mac Jones' development here. I thought he played really good last week. And obviously, you're, you're riding a high in terms of the, that game and how it ended. And 
golly, in overtime. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say an 88 snap game for that Patriots defense. I think a lot of people are picking them up their defense this week and starting them. You know, it's the Jets, and granted, Zach Wilson and it's Bill Belichick, and he always plays really good against rookie quarterbacks. I I might be a little hesitant to start him this week just because of that 80, 80 what 88 or 89 snap game. That's insane. You know, they're might they're going to be a little tired. A they're going to be rotating some guys in that don't usually play a lot of snaps. Um, Mac Jones is coming along in his development. I think he's only owned in 10% of leagues. Wouldn't hate picking him up for this matchup because he might get you 15, 20 points on a bye week, you know, of Kirk Cousins or something. Um, Michael Carter running back for the Jets. Two touchdowns uh, two weeks in a row right before the bye week, coming off fresh. Uh, like him as a start, and I think he's available in like 60, you know, 40% of leagues or so, run, rookie running back. So, um, yeah, see, check check on that trade. Maybe you get it for cheap. Uh, don't hate Ramondre Stevenson here. He, he gets goal line touches. Uh, Damian Harris is a little banged up. And, uh, yeah, uh, I expect maybe Kendrick Bourne to rip off another big play. So that's what I got in that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Washington Reds. Uh, ooh, blah, blah, blah. Oops. Almost had to censor oh, myself oh, there. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey there, Nelly. Washington football team. At the Green Bay Packers, two four for, two and four for Washington team. Heard Ryan Fitzpatrick might come back this week. Your doppelganger, Trevor. At <laughs> Green Bay, five and one, eight and a half point favorite for Green Bay. Over under forty nine. Um, is there a less a, a more unlikable person in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it's the freaking Bears, man. They suck. <laughs> and what? I still own this this team. Yeah, it, you, you have for a while. We get it. It's the regular season. It's week six. Like. Score a touchdown, get out of the end zone, get back on the sidelines, you know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, huh. I, I couldn't stand that. I, I just think, you know, you got to play better. NFC Championship game, you can't run the – you have a perfect lane to run against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't. You do it against Chicago in week six. Come on, man. What, what are we seeing here? Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your question, uh, no, not for me. He's the most unlikable person in the league. Um but uh, you know, so when it, when it comes to this matchup, though, uh, I'm not going to get the outcome that I'm obviously hoping for. So uh, people looking to uh, place money on this game, I'm going to shoot it straight here. The Packers are going to win. Um, I, I don't want them to win, but they're going to win. This is this is Lambeau Field Lambeau. in in late October. Late October. Um, the 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 Packers are on a roll ever since their first week. So I, I think the Packers are definitely going to win this one. Um, man, the the eight and a half point spread is tough because th- this could be a a seven point win or a ten point win. It's hard to say, but I'm going to take Washington to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the under on the forty nine. Yeah, and, and Green Bay is probably one of the hottest teams in the league next to Arizona. So five wins in a row, all against pretty decent competition. I thought they got they could have got carved up by Justin Fields last week, honestly, in the secondary. Um, got really lucky because he's a rookie, but still only beat Chicago by 10. And really, the game wasn't over until, like, the fat lady sang at the end. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, like, Taylor Heineke actually might be a decent start, good pickup here. Um, you know, they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Terry McLaurin's healthy. It's on the road. Um, yeah, 53-degree weather, but sunny. Really not bad in terms of temperature. Their outdoor team anyway, Washington is. And I really like J.D. McKissick. Um, big pickup. A guy I keep an eye on in my fantasy league, 74% owned. 
But honestly, in PPR leagues, he's like a must pickup in my mind. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson's banged up. Uh, I like McKissick a lot. He just plays a lot of different roles for them. They just have these big running backs who can line up a receiver, a slot, what have you, and really produce. Um, yeah, and Ricky Seals-Jones. I told you last week, Ricky Seals-Jones. you got to listen. <laughs> I told you to pick him up last week. The guy, told the, you. The guy had 18 points. You know, like, tight ends are not a dime a dozen right now. It's a crapshoot league for fantasy for tight ends. You know, I, I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you, you know. It's just this is the way it is. Um, and so, big start from him. Obviously, Washington's defense has seen better days, and certainly towards the end of the game, I'm going to expect – them to run the ball a lot, Green Bay. So, wouldn't hate a flex on uh, AJ Dillon, and obviously you you got all your standard offensive players for Green Bay. Start them, and uh, don't right. I don't think the defense is really going to be that good. I, they've been okay. Yeah, they've been I productive. Don't think, I don't think the Washington defense is going to be a good fantasy oh, play. I do think that they're going to get. I do think they're going to get to Aaron Rodgers yeah. uh, a few times in this game. Yeah, and that's that's really what's going to keep this. Uh, you know, an interesting spread to watch because I think I think the Washington defensive front is going to be able to force some punts, maybe a turnover. Um, but uh, that's really what's going to keep Washington in this game. Last guy, Jarrett Patterson, rookie out of Memphis. Um, going to be playing a lot this week. Rostering 3% of leaks. Kind of a do-it-all back to. So keep an eye on him for Washington in case you can pick him up. I like him a lot. Okay. Um... Where are we? Oh, sorry. My, uh, okay, <laughs> this game. Uh, this, game. Yeah, this game. Tell me about this okay. game. <laughs> All right, so this is the Oscar Mayer Baloney uh, game of the week here. <laughs> Miami, uh, excuse me, Atlanta, two and three at Miami, one and five. Atlanta, two and a half point favorite, over under 47 and a half. Uh, thunderstorms expected. So, uh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, Miami's. Reeling, coming off a really bad loss in London. Uh, Tua, Tua looked good, though. I think he had a really bad pick, but looked really good considering. Um, but, you know, Atlanta, I don't know. I don't know. A little Matt Ryan, a little better in action. What do you think here, Trev? Oh, man. Do I have to? Uh, um. I, <laughs> do you have to do use bleach in your underwear? You know, but you got to. <laughs> so, if you got to, you got to. You got to. Uh, th- this... This game, man, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm going to take the Dolphins, so it's only technically an upset um, with the with Atlanta favored by two and a half. Um, man, I you know, early season, I think that this is a game that the Dolphins would just dominate, and maybe we'd be calling it a trap game at this point. But the one and five Dolphins need this win. Um, I think they'll get it. I think the Dolphins. Uh, beat the spread, upset, and win. Um, I'm, hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the under on the forty-seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is gonna be a high-scoring one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, man, man, this, this is just a rough spot. I, I didn't have a lot of optimism for the Falcons going into this this season, and they're they've been about what I expected them to be. Uh, the Dolphins been a huge disappointment and and I don't mind saying that to our Dolphin fan listeners because I know they agree um the the Dolphins they they need this win it 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 it's a small step in the right direction to get a home win over a team like the Falcons 
uh, and I think the Dolphins pull it off. Ready for my start of the week? Matt Ryan. Let me hear it. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. There um, you go. <laughs> right? Not because he went to Boston College, but Byron Jones, Xavier, and Howard uh, may or may not play for this game. So uh, them being out would be big. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage is back, Cordell Patterson. I, I think they'd go 3-3, three and three, man. I, Atlanta's going to turn around a little bit here. Um, and, of course, I like Tua. I mentioned him, 32% he's owned in the leagues here. So definitely a, a word start against a bad uh, Atlanta defense. Uh, Devontae Parker's coming back. So And Mike Gusecki. Atlanta's never been good against tight ends. They're, I don't know why they keep hiring defensive coordinators that can't cover tight ends or don't know how to. So, yeah, like that Mike Gusecki start big time. Um, and uh, may, and they've always been bad against running backs who can catch the ball. So also Michael Miles Gaskin start would be nice. So, Carolina at New York. Golly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Three-point favorite <laughs> to Carolina, over under 43. Boy, New York looks hopeless. Um, not sure which ship they're riding on, uh, but uh, they might be playing them in the, uh, was the, with the Little Giants. Wasn't that like a Disney movie? Well, this is where yeah, we're at. Yeah, that's so, a great one. Right. Love that movie. Right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> So I, I definitely, this is, uh, I know that the spread is only three points uh, favoring Carolina, but for me, this is one of the easier ones to pick. Um, Panthers are a really, really balanced team. Uh, they're definitely going to win this one. They're going to beat the spread. Uh, I'm taking the over on the 43. Um, man, the, the Panthers looked really good in their overtime loss to the Vikings last week. Um, so I, I definitely think that they get back on track this week with a a pretty easy road matchup. Yeah. Sam Darnold, I think, you know, has a lot of history playing MetLife. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's good. If you know MetLife, it's very windy. Um, very windy. The the conditions there, uh, I think in the North end zone are affected a lot. So I could see him having a big game here. And, and, And once again, back in New York, and I think he wants to shove it down their throats. You know, you missed on me. Here I come. You know, I'm slinging it all over the field. You know, and Daniel oh, yeah. Daniel Jones, I'm not sure <laughs> what happened to him. Uh, just a really bad game against L.A. last week. And you wonder if there's some hangover effect from that concussion he had or the injuries. I'm not really sure what happened there. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Carolina, not a great defense. But, uh, you know, no Saquon Barkley, maybe no Darius Slayton. Uh yeah, Kadarius Tony might be out of that game. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like Daniel Jones, but I love me Sam Darnold. He's a free agent in a lot of leagues. Uh, of course, Chuba Hubbard will have a little bounce back game. Um, yeah, that's and, well, and and Chuba Hubbard looked good last week. They they just didn't come out on top. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think uh, I think this is going to be a solid win for the Panthers. Um, yep. they're going to be able to lean on, on Chuba as they, as they pull away from the giants in the second half. Um, and, and yeah, you said it, no Saquon Barkley. Right. What, what is the big playability on the giants without Saquon Barkley? Right. It's hardly any, it's almost nothing. Yep. I mean, the Panthers are going to be able to just shut down the, the throwing options, force them to run the ball with their backup. And, uh, it, it's to me. I think it's a real, uh, a real good bounce back game for the Panthers, who who lost a tough one last week. Right. Um, and it, it, I think it's just it's an easy one to game plan for if you're the Panthers. Um, 
So yeah, Carolina to win, Carolina to beat the spread, mm-hmm. taking the over on the forty-three. Very good. Um, would would sit Demonte Booker two touchdowns allowed to running backs all season long for Carolina. So let's say you're able to get in the end zone, red zone, which they're not very good in New York. Um, wouldn't start them. I just yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game, but too, a little too close on the line, in my opinion. Um, Carolina's going to bounce back here. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. Boy, this game, if you circled on the calendar before the season started, uh, you know, you deserve to be running the Powerball right now. Six and a half no point kidding. favorite for Baltimore. 47 over under. Boy, that six and a half point favorite line, you know. Cincinnati's played everybody tight. Uh, really good defense. Uh, you know, especially Trey Hendrickson. Probably the signing of the offseason so far next to Matt Judon. What do you see here, Trevor? What, do we, what should we look for here? This is going to be an exciting game, um, especially if you're, you know, uh, an AFC North person. Um, this, the, the Bengals have really impressed this year. Four and two is a great record for them at this point in the season. Um, and and I think that they're going to be in this game. Uh, they I think they've been in every game that they've played. Uh, but uh, the Ravens, oh, man, they... They're coming off a huge win against a really good Chargers team. And it's, I mean, you can't put your money against the Ravens right now. Um, I think the Ravens win. I think the Bengals are going to be in this game. They're going to, they're going to keep it an interesting game. But at the end, I think the Ravens pull this off by a touchdown. So I'm taking Baltimore to win and to beat the six and a half point spread. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if it ended. Uh, well, if it ended in overtime with a touchdown, that wouldn't beat the spread. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but man, it's it's going to be a good game. The Bengals are playing great football. The Ravens are just they're they're playing really uh, insane football right now. So I'm I'm taking the Ravens to win. I'm taking them to beat the spread, but not by much. Um, and I'm taking the over in this one on the 47. Yeah, and I, I, I like me some uh, uh, Latavius Murray may or may not play this week, so Devontae Freeman will be available in a lot of leagues, 3% roster. And honestly, he's been the, the backup uh, for Murray, um, and has played well, admirably, uh, ad, admirably well. I'm not sure if I said that correctly. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> I would probably <laughs> roster him if you really need like a bye week sort of deal, maybe get 10 or 15 points or so, if you're lucky. Um, Cincinnati's really good against, like I said, they're very stingy, and, and it shows. Granted, their competition on some front has been sort of meager, but um, Baltimore has been really vulnerable on the ground. Um, and Joe Mixon, I mean, the way they're going to win this game is Joe Mixon getting a lot of touches early and often, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of play action, and honestly, uh, maybe involving Smaj P. Ryan a little bit. Uh, he's a better uh, pass blocker than, <clears throat> excuse me, than uh, Joe Mixon, and so I, I, I could see if, if they just keep Lamar Jackson off the field, I think they got a chance. Honestly, I, I really do. And oh, I think that's the only chance. That's the only chance to keep him off the field, right? Um, and the Bengals, the Bengals have been running the ball well uh, in a in a fairly balanced offensive attack. This is going to be a really Good great game. game. A great game. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is definitely one to tune in. Um, I think this game is going to pop up on the red zone quite a bit. I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, so I'm taking the over. Okay. Um, um, but, yeah, uh, 
definitely Bengals running backs are good plays right now. Court, Joe Burrow, um, Jamar Chase, of course, CJ Uzoma would be um, kind of his yeah. clutch self at some point in this game, I would think. I, you know? I don't think you're going to want to start either of these defenses. No. I think, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that there's the hot take of, this, of the day. All right. Philadelphia at uh, the Raiders. <laughs> Three-point favorite for Vegas back at home. Over under 49. Um, yeah, intriguing matchup. Uh, kind of two teams somewhat similar situations. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Just kind of in a flux, but one has a winning record, one does not. So, um, yeah, what do you see here, Trev? Ooh, Eagles, Raiders. Um, this. Raiders. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I feel like the Eagles are that two and four team that they they could win. Um I think they're gonna keep this game interesting, but the Raiders you gotta you gotta take the Raiders to win in this one. Um three point spread, I'm taking the Raiders to win and to beat the spread. Uh forty nine point over under I'm taking the over in this one. Um yeah, these I don't I don't see either of these teams playing a whole lot of defense in this game. Uh uh Jalen Hurts is really starting to figure out that offense. Um which is I mean the the Eagles have been able to stay in some of their losses for a while. Um I don't think that this is their week to uh to pull off the upset. Um and at the end I think the Raiders pull away by more than a field goal. Um, so I'm taking the Raiders to win. I, mean, I think they're going to beat the spread, and I'm taking the over on this one. Yeah, um, big play here for Derek Carr. Philadelphia is the worst against quarterbacks in, in the NFL fantasy-wise. Um, obviously, Miles Sanders gets a lot of touches. Raiders have allowed five touchdowns in six games against running backs here this season, so expect them to get some goal line touches. And honestly, the Raiders have been the benefit of a lot. I would say fairly okay defense um just really big up front but no depth behind them so if they're able to get moved around like keep an eye on miles sanders um and then uh, hunter renfro with darius slay on uh, henry ruggs i could see him opening up the field a lot and getting actually a fair amount of yards in this game and maybe some some uh some touchdown looks so um yeah that's that's kind of my take on it i i don't really uh, there's nobody really you could really grab out of this game Honestly, I think Dallas Goddard is hurt. So whoever the backup is, tight end wise, there. Uh, of course, they traded Ertz. So uh, Zach Ertz to Arizona. That's our next game we're going to talk about here momentarily. So keep an eye on those folks, guys. Um, okay. Uh, oh, sorry. No, it's uh, Detroit at LA Rams. Oh. <laughs> the old uh, the old oh, blowout game. Absolutely, here we go. That's absolutely right. Oh, I mean, oh six, grief. five and one. 15-point favorite to L.A., over under 15-and-a-half. Uh, how, yeah, here we go, Trev. Give me 30 seconds for this one, please. So here we <laughs> go. Um, yeah. The Rams are going to dominate this game. Um, the 15-point spread is a little tough to call. The 50.5 over-under is easy to call. Um, the Rams are going to win this game. It's not going to go over 50 points. Um, unless the Rams score them all themselves. Uh, you just don't see this game going for over 45 points. Yeah. Um, so the Rams are going to win. 
man, can you take a team to beat a 15-point spread? Um, I, I got to take the Lions to cover the spread. 15 points is so much. Um, do I? No. No, I don't. The Rams are going to win. The Rams are going to beat the spread, and I'm taking the under. <laughs> and it's obvious here. I mean, Matt Stafford against his whole team. I mean, this, this you could, know, Daryl Henderson, could, hottest running back in the NFL. Yeah. What else do you want here? You know, this could easily be a thirty-five to nothing game. Yeah. Um, in which case, you know, don't take the over on the fifty and a half point over. Um, this, this is just going to be uh, a formality almost. I mean, uh, the the poor Lions. Uh, it's just it, it, a team like that just doesn't have a prayer against the Rams right now. Yep, and Dan Campbell is the biggest tool bag in the NFL. He cried at the podium <laughs> two weeks in a row. So, and, and then threw his quarterback under the bus because he lost the game. So, uh, DeAndre, I, I like DeAndre Swift. I mean, you know, honestly, the, the Lions offensive players, not a bad deal with them because they are garbage time fantasy players. So, uh, I, DeAndre Swift got me like 25 points last week. I was fine with it. You know, like, whatever. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Something to keep an eye on. Jared Goff is an okay play. Um, Quintus Cephas, Khalif Raymond, TJ Hawkinson. I shouldn't know this many Lions players. I should not. But here I am. I'm your expert. So <laughs> um, so moving on, because that's all I got. Um, it's an obvious start here for all Rams offensive players. And um, Cooper Cup has just been an absolute monster. So um, Houston, another one. It's, we're not going to move on here quick. Houston at Arizona. One and five, six and zero Arizona, seventeen and a half point favorite, forty seven and a half over under. Arizona is the big favorite in this one, and they are the best team in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, I, I think it'd be hard to argue with that. Uh, the The Cardinals are playing incredibly good football. Um, they're playing even better on defense than I expected them to this year. Um, yeah, e- easy to call. The Cardinals, the winner on this one, 17 and a half point spread. Jesus. I'm going to take the Texans to cover this one. Okay, I don't think the Cardinals are going to win by 18 points. Um, I certainly won't be surprised if they do, but I'm not betting on it. Um, So I'm going to take the Texans to cover the spread, Cardinals to win, and I am going to take the over on the 47 and a half. The only fantasy nugget I really have from this is that uh, Tyrod Taylor will probably be back next week. A guy who scored 27 points in week one, 18 week two, before getting hurt. So, like, if you have him, if he's a free agent, maybe you pick him up if you got time or space or what have you. Uh, if you're thinking about Tyrod Taylor, you probably got a problem already. But nonetheless, um, just, a, just a nugget. That's all I got. Brandon Cook's probably going to be decent here. I, I think Arizona's kind of low on the slot scale. Maybe they keep it close in the beginning, but I don't see Arizona, uh, especially at home. My goodness. So, three last games, folks. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Another, yeah, just these over-unders are tense. <laughs> like these lines, 12.5 point favorite Tampa Bay, over-under yeah. 47. I, you know, they'll be up for this one. Rookie quarterback at home. I don't think Brady's going to get out of that that buffet line anytime soon. So, no, and and I do. I I mean, it's easy to pick the Buccaneers to win this one. Um, they're, they're a lock to win at home against against uh, Justin Fields. Um, 
I am going to take the Bears to cover the spread. I think this comes down to more of a 10-point victory for the Buccaneers. Um, that being said, I'm going to take the over on the 47. Okay. I like it. Um, obviously, with this one, don't start the Bears' defense. I don't think i got to tell you Jeez. that. Um, although they've been sort of stingy on defense, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa kind of keeps the score low, regardless if they win by a lot. Um, and so with that being said, um, you know, they, Thursday night they, what, only put up 28 against Philly. So, um, I, you know, I, I just wouldn't, like, okay, yeah, Brady will probably have a big game. I Start Leonard Fournette. I think he'll be really good in this game. Um, of course, you got your receivers. But I wouldn't go gung-ho with all these if you got several Tampa Bay players, like, just – Keep it in mind that, you know, they tend to get really conservative when they have a big lead, you know. So, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so that's something to, to just kind of keep an eye on. Of course, Tampa Bay's defense would be nice to start against Justin Fields unless he's able to pull some out here, but uh, I doubt it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Indianapolis at San Francisco, your Sunday night football game. Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth. We all love Chris Collinsworth. My God, you can't get enough of him, you know. <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> San Francisco, four-point favorite, over under 44. Um, just a really intriguing matchup. What, kind of two teams in a similar situation. Like, should be much better than they are. They both have really good defenses. The coaches are, are fairly good on both sides. Something's going on with the corner, the quarterbacks, and nobody can really figure out why both these teams are in the position they're in. What do we think? Yeah, this this, this is a tough one. I mean, it's a tough situation for both teams. Um, they're both desperate for a win right now, um, not having the season they hope they have. Um, I like the Colts in this game. Uh, this is definitely my my upset of the week. I'm, I'm taking the Colts to win a road game against the 49ers. Um I think after this game, the 49ers are going to have a lot more left to figure out than than the Colts do. Um, I think the Colts are just starting to get their offense on track to where it could have been at the beginning of the season. Um, So uh, I I like the Colts in this one. They're going to beat the spread, win the game, and I'm taking the over on the uh, 44 points. Yeah, Colts, you know, they have a... They have a, a, a definitely a budding chance of winning this game. I, I would be hesitant to start Carson Wentz here. Honestly, San Francisco held um, Arizona to 17 points and only 15 points for uh, Kyler Murray without a touchdown. And so I can't help but think, like, you're at home. Um, it's a Sunday night. Indy's got to travel across the, across the country to get to this game. I, I don't really see Carson Wentz having a great game. Jonathan Taylor... T.Y. Hilton's back, so maybe there's something there in terms of like what they'll get from production out of him. Um, yeah, I, I'm not confident in Indy this week, to be honest with you. I, I think San Francisco's coming off a bye. Kyle Shanahan's really good coming off a bye. In term, he has time to strategize, come up with great offensive plays, and be um, sort of creative. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I, I like Elijah Mitchell. I like their running backs. I think Indy's kind of over up front. Um, you know, a little smaller defense for the big offensive line of San Francisco. So if I would look at picking up Elijah Mitchell, as I mentioned, um, if you don't already have him, uh, and I, Jamichael Hasty, uh, back this week, had nine touches in the first game. He, he played and then was out with an injury. Trey Sermon, um, 
Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, he's going to start. So all things to consider. They win way more than they lose with Jimmy Garoppolo. That sounds stupid. There you go. That sounds really stupid. But <laughs> that's, I don't have the stat. It's just the fact. So, okay. Our last game, Monday <laughs> Monday night. We're not, we're not here to sound smart, okay? Right, right, right. It's a podcast. If you wanted to be smart, you get your own. Yeah. New Orleans <laughs> at Seattle. 0-2. Yeah, 0-2 at home. 0-2. In the... Tenth man, just not having a lot of luck up there. Three and two on the uh, three and two for New Orleans. Five point favorite to New Orleans. Over under forty three. Geno Smith. I heard Cam Newton might make appearance. We'll talk about that in a second. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Case Cam you Newton him back. Yeah. Go ahead. Cam Newton. Cam. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Th- I mean, this is another really. I sound like a broken record this week. Another two teams that, at least the Seahawks, are really not having the season that they that they could have. Um, the Saints, depending on on what you thought of them going into the season, um, I think I think the Saints are actually doing as good, maybe even a little bit better than you could have predicted that they would. But part of that is you know starting the season with a fluke of a win over the Packers. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I I do think that the Saints have the upper hand in this matchup. Um, the Seahawks really don't have an identity without Russell Wilson as as, as good a job as, as Geno Smith has done as a backup. Um, you know, there, there are teams where, you know, if the backup comes in and, and performs admirably, that's enough because... Uh, the the offense doesn't completely lean on the quarterback, but in this case, it does. Without Russell Wilson, the Seahawks are dead in the water. Um, they they need that Russell Wilson deep ball. Um, and are they healthy at running back? I don't think. Uh, it's just, uh, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Yep. Uh, their their starter. Uh, uh, Chris Carson. Chris, Chris Carson's on IR. Chris Carson. Yeah. I would say he's he's gone. So uh, I really, I you know, I I expect the Seahawks to make a game of it, especially at home. Um, you know, their their coach really. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Pete Carroll, but you know, a, anybody who knows knows that he can get a lot out of his players. He's really good at inspiring his players. Um, but ultimately, I think the Saints are are leaving with a win here. Mm-hmm. So, I'm taking the Saints to win. I think the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will keep it close. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover the five point spread. I think maybe the Saints will win by a field goal. Um, but the way the yeah, I'm going to take the over on the 43. I do think this goes for more than 43 points. Okay. Because um, I, I think I think Geno Smith is going to get them on the scoreboard. I, I just don't think he's going to be able to close out a win. Hmm. Okay, good to know, man. Good stuff. Uh, Michael Thomas is available till I believe, next week. Uh, won't play week seven. Trey Klein Smith possibly out for New Orleans as well. Marquez Calloway, a guy who's owned and only, and I'm waiting for the number here, folks. Um only owned in 53% of league's number one receiver in New Orleans. So i got to keep an eye on for a flex, somebody you need to fill in for a, uh, a bye week option. And, of course, the guy throwing the ball, how could we forget about him? 
our, our, our man Jameis Winston, 51% of leagues he's owned in, and has 13 touchdowns this year. So I, I don't hate either of those pickups. I, I think against Seattle's defense, you've probably heard me say before, I think they're very vulnerable. They're not very good. I don't. Uh, I think Jamal Adams, like their big pickup, he's ranked like 63rd out of 62 safeties on PFF. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just like both of those pickups. Galvin Kamara's back. He's gonna he's gonna get a lot of touches. They're just gonna hold the ball a lot. And honestly, they don't really need to do much on defense because Geno Smith, um, Alex Collins might be out. Chris Carson's definitely out. So Rashad Penny, first round pick a couple of years ago, will play. He's only owned in three percent of leagues. If you know they're gonna run the ball, he's the number one running back. You only get thirty two of those in a uh, <laughs> in a fantasy, but really only a few of them are worth picking up. And he's definitely one of them, in my opinion. Um, I can't help but feel bad for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Man, what a waste. What wasted potential for a fantasy season. You don't have Russell Wilson. Nobody's throwing the ball downfield. And you got to have Geno Smith throw you the ball. And what kind of a sick joke is that? I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it is a shame. It's a damn shame. Yeah. And then I kind of don't mind a Taysom Hill. I I don't mind you putting the peripheral on him. Um a goal line guy, I think he scored four touchdowns on the goal line. So if they get close, um, considering they um, don't have a ton of options, New Orleans doesn't, wouldn't hate to keep an eye on him peripherally. Um, yeah, that's what I got. That's what I, that's what we got for week seven, man. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one last nugget. I, I meant to mention him. I didn't. Chris Evans, sort of like the James White of Cincinnati over there, owned in 4% of leagues, a rookie, uh, but caught a really nice pass on the left sideline, sort of James White, a la James White-esque. And um, don't hate him coming out of the backfield, catching any passes, and somebody you might want to keep an eye on for PPRs, deep PPRs, okay? So if Simaj P. Ryan's ever out or Joe Mixon. So, yeah, anything else, man? No, I'm just uh, just really pumped to watch some more of these games. Um, man, uh, yeah, I think we did a pretty good job covering them all. Um, we definitely, definitely excited for this. Uh, you know, just way more excited for the Bengals Ravens than I would be. Um, I've never been a big fan of either team. Never been a huge fan of the division, but this is a really interesting division. The last few seasons, especially sure. this year, and man. Uh, you know, I w- wouldn't be disappointed if the Bengals could pull off an upset. The Ravens have been in some close games, uh, not last week, but they've they've won some squeakers. So uh, definitely tune in. Definitely, uh, and keep tuning in to us. That's right. <laughs> so uh, football in general, right? For uh, appreciate all the downloads, the uploads, the reviews, the uh, all the stuff, all the things, all the things you can do to love us. We don't have shirts. But if you want those, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Please leave the reviews, the likes, all the subscribes and whatnot. Appreciate them all and the downloads. Um, I'm Rob Case. I'm at Bobby on Instagram. We're at NFL, uh, bleh, at Football in General on all the social media platforms. Trevor, where are you? Other than uh, yes, you can you can find me uh, <laughs> on Instagram uh, at Trev Geo Dude. Yes, and enjoy Week Seven, folks. Stay safe out there, and we are out.